Hey, this is Cultivating Wellness Media. I'm your host, Lara Ashley, and I'm obsessed with all things business, marketing, and wellness. I'm a habitually leap of faith kind of girl, leaning in and saying yes wherever feasible. This has led me on an incredible journey, both personally throughout the world and professionally, from acting to the always evolving digital advertising world. Throughout our time together on this podcast, I'll bring you insights from leaders in the advertising, data science, and wellness industries to transform your brand presence, and most importantly, your business returns. Think of this as your insight into the leap of faiths of others to propel your next adventure. So get ready to be challenged and take action. This is Cultivating Wellness Media. Hey, Trailblazers. This is Cultivating Wellness Media, and I'm your host, Alara Ashley. Last week, we took a little journey down uh, my personal experiences around community and, you know, where I found community in my life in those times of need. And I am super excited to have a guest on with me today. Her name is Mar Saraparu. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm a little phonetically challenged, but I am stoked to get to learn from her, talk with her. Um, she has an amazing journey of how she's cultivated her life, and she is one of the co-founders of a social wellness club in Chicago called Beyond. I wish I still lived in Chicago so that I could experience it day in and day out. They have just recently done an expansion, um, which I think is really intriguing what they found their members were looking for and needing. And she's also a, a wellness coach, a lifestyle executive coach. She'll be able to describe it a little better better than I will, uh, what her title is. But I've actually had the pleasure of working with her, and she transformed my life. I know I did the work. I transformed my own life. But she guided me along um, in that journey. And I've had a few people in my life that have really um, been pivotal in guiding me through the the rougher periods. And Mar is one of them. So I wanted to bring not only that to all of your awareness, but also anyone that's in the Chicagoland area or anyone that's thinking of opening uh, something along a social wellness club throughout the country, I want to encourage you to take a listen and see how it can impact so many lives. So without further ado, Mar, hi, welcome. Hi, thank you very much. This is a pleasure to be here with you and to talk about very cool things. Yes. I would love to like just dive in and kind of hear a little bit about your journey and those leaps of faith you took that have um, led us to this point in your life and your career and your um, family. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, leaps of faith is definitely suitable for my experience. I've kind of gone all over the place. And um, it's funny when I reflect on how each part of my professional journey has, and even just my journey through like hobbies and growing up have all come full circle. So I'm going to kind of start from 
growing up. I was into musical theater in high school. I was actually an athlete before that, got into musical theater, and I still don't know exactly how that happened, but got into musical theater, loved it. And that brought me over to UCLA for musical theater camps in the summer, which is where how I fell in love with the school and ended up going to UCLA for my undergrad experience. But when I got there, I started to look into the business side of of um, entertainment, started doing production and maybe a little bit of film work. I was a um, an assistant to a agent for a while, had a lot of fun, drove Miley Cyrus home from the Grammys. Like it was fun. And then I pivoted because I wanted to stay in Chicago or stay in LA and got into finance. And it was more of a, a hunger to learn something that really, really challenged me. And so that's something about my personality that's somewhat been ingrained from early childhood. Those sorts of things never scared me. They always excited me. And so someone who is a self-proclaimed not mathematician uh, started getting into finance. I was a creative and um, I had a lot of fun doing that. And I rose up pretty quickly and started getting into alternative investments. I ended up moving back to Chicago anyway and stayed in this fast track of finance and asset management. And then eventually the entrepreneurial spirit kicked in. The create the creative side was wondering where I went. And I was taking yoga to reduce stress during the finance years. And I realized that this was before workplace wellness was mainstream and before people talked about this openly. And I started to see a gap in the market. And so I started to dabble in that space and then took a complete leap of faith that my husband and I were talking about the other day I would have never done if it weren't for his support. It was scary. And he said, this this version isn't you. And I know that the path that you're on is you. And so it ended up just kind of compounding upon itself. And it was yoga, and then it became coaching, and then it was group work, and then it was consulting, and it really fed upon itself. And that's actually how Beyond started was I went across the country and even just nas- uh, internationally to try to understand what wellness was at that time. So this is probably 2012, 13, 14. And I was really trying to understand where and how it could be elevated. And simultaneously, I had a client and that was Kevin Bame. And he is my fellow co-founder along with his other two friends, Joe Fisher and Robbie Leone. And we, during a session, I was teaching him yoga one day and he said, you know, I've been thinking about a private club aspect of, you know, wellness and fun and social. And I said, I've been talking about something of the sort, but man, is that an undertaking? Like, but if you're interested in doing it, I'll do it with you. And he's like, let's go. And, um... That was another leap of faith right there. It was a huge concept and really I knew that the world needed it. We still, uh, Beyond is still a standalone concept in scope and um, and size. And so we're still the only one on the block that has what we have. And so it really is a trailblazing innovative concept that makes sense why to have why it's never been done. It's very difficult. Uh, but so worth it. And that's where I am today. We're three years old in November and I can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had the pleasure of getting to come in uh, to the facility before when um, I was visiting family up in Chicago. And the moment you walk in, there's 
there's definitely a feel and a vibe and it, it trans transforms kind of the internal energy shifts for me, at least it did when I walked in. And my silly little story is I, I went in for a massage and the therapist asked me uh, what, like as ther- as massage therapists do, like what part of your body would you really like me to focus on? And I told the therapist my emotions. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I... I think I probably startled them, but I imagine that that the, as a massage therapist, most of them working at Beyond recognize the connection between your body and your emotions and how you hold so much in various different places. I know um, I felt a huge release in my hips, which I later learned that's where you hold a lot of like aggression and like things that are really holding you back. And it was really fascinating to learn that that, that I was able, the the therapist was able to translate my vague emotions. (laughs) I mean, that's part of the special sauce is, you know, we, we elevated not only the concepts of different areas of wellness, but also the providers and they had to be seasoned and also really understanding of the connection, mind, body, emotional body, and how that translates through that um, that element of the club. And so for her, she was 100% doing the job, which is to take what someone comes in with and translate it into that methodology, which was body work. And it's, it's so amazing. And that's really what Beyond is about is that there isn't one way to be well. There isn't one way to reduce stress or to heal yourself or to have fun. There's many different routes. And so that's why we wanted to have an ecosystem that was really integra- integrated, connected, and also supportive to whatever the goal at hand is, but also giving you options that work for you. You know, there's a lot of people that it's exercise for them or it's journaling or it's being in isolation or it's being with other people. For some people, reducing stress and aggression is coming in and just sitting there and having coffee. Um, it's, It's fun to hear the stories and yours in particular is one that I love because, you know, coming in and saying that, first off, I love that you were able to do that. I, knowing you so well, it's it's such a great part of you. And to be open and vulnerable like that provided you the ability to have the experience that you had. And it also probably enriched, I know who the therapist was, um, and it was such a unique experience for her to have someone so in touch and in tune with their body and their emotion. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I am... Um... I, yeah, it, I work really hard at trying to stay in touch with my needs and it's not easy. It is important for us all to do. I think a lot of us kind of stay away from it because we don't want to deal and we don't want to think about it. And it's so important. I find if I want to get past or work through whatever it is that's coming up at any moment. And I imagine you come across that in your coaching and, when you're working with other people. So could you tell me a little bit about like your coaching, how long you've been doing it? What, I mean, obviously yeah. for a while, if, if Kevin, uh, your co-founder, uh, one of your co-founders uh, was one of your yeah. um, 
coaches, students. He was actually, <laughs> he was my yogi, uh, oh. my yogi, um, I was his yoga teacher. Okay. Really, he called, he took a class of mine publicly once. And then on Instagram, he reached out to me one day and said, um, I'm in extreme pain. Something's happening to my body. My back is going out. And um, I remember being at my house at the time and I was like, come on over. Let's see what's going on. And so we kind of released his back. He ended up getting uh, some pretty serious surgeries and ended up being fine. But that was the beginning of it. Um, and I was able to release his back in like 30 minutes. And he's, I'll never forget it. He goes, how do I sign up for more? <laughs> I was like, here we go. Let's yeah. start. And so I would see him like twice a week. But um, the coaching, what's amazing is that I'm going on a decade of it, which is quite fascinating. And it has evolved over time. But it, the one thing that has always stayed the same is that it's all about mindset. And it's all about under also understanding your brain, which you just hit on, which is it's scary and hard to deal with challenging, less than positive emotions, but that's actually your brain doing its job. And I tell, and I'm sure you remember this, you know, it's a interesting, but also very enlightening and hard realization to have that you are actually the one in control of your emotional state for the most part with your ability to look forward and for your ability not to be in a thought process that takes away from or deters you away from what you actually want to feel. So the brain is designed to use as little energy as possible and to keep you safe. So it's constantly looking for the threats. It's a brain that is not evolved to the way that our world like operates. And I just listened to something that said we are bombarded with the same amount of information in 50 minutes that previously during our ancestors had in over, I think a month, which is insane in 50 minutes. And so it explains a lot about the overwhelm, the noise, the, you know, we are all creatures of this earth and this is where we're at. And it's a beautiful thing to have a society that's, you know, evolving and, and, you know, becoming innovative in these ways, but our brains are not at the party yet right. <laughs> for the most part. So my job is really to unlock the beautiful side of the human brain, which is also that you have complete ability to combat those thoughts, pair up with them, acknowledge them and decide differently. And really it comes down to different strategies depending on the person, belief systems. I work a lot with beliefs. I work a lot with storytelling. I work a lot with focal point, um, forward thinking sorts of methods and strategies. And so I've studied over four different schools of thought around it. And I'm also just a practitioner of this. So I listen to basically anything that I can. But through the four different styles, I have been able to kind of concoct the ideal version for the type of client that I need to serve. So it's really dependent and suitable for the person. And I am, so, yeah. I imagine also that, you know, when, when working with someone in a coaching perspective, you want to make sure, or you pay attention to if it's someone you feel as though you can add value to. I imagine it's not, you know, sure, anyone and everyone may try reaching out to you for coaching. Um, I, I'm only entering slightly into that coaching world, but I imagine there needs to be that two-way street when it comes to coaching. Is that kind of correct that you can kind of sense whether whether you may be a good fit or someone else may be a good fit for a person when they're looking? Or do you think it's just 
anyone has the tools and capability and let's see if we can do something together. How does that kind of like fall? Yeah, I would say my line of specialty um, being more mindset-based is quite universal. However, I would say in the beginning of my career, I took any and all clients. It was the same with yoga. It was the same with anything I ever did in my professional career, which I always saw as an opportunity to understand it better. I certainly know the types of clients that I have much better success with than others. And now being almost 10 years into coaching in particular, there are times um, where I'm usually will say like, I think you're better off going this route or you don't need me. You need something over here. Like, I think this is what you're looking for, but definitely there is not one coach for everybody. And that's, you know, human nature of who someone wants to trust. And I'll give you an example. I'm fully capable and have a lot of clients in their forties and fifties. However, sometimes it's lowering the barrier of allowing for more trust when, for example, I'm coaching someone who has kids out of college and they're going through an experience then or kids about to go off to college. And so if I was a coach in that time of my life, there's relatability. And I think sometimes that does help a coaching relationship. So I'm definitely not opposed to those sorts of things. But overall, mindset is mindset and intentions are intentions and the ability to question, you know, habits and old beliefs and old stories and have the willingness to do the work. I can work with anybody. Yeah, and what I think I really love about having worked with you, but I imagine it, it can resonate with any strong coach that someone may work with is the, the like long tail after effect, um, that continues. And an experience of mine actually happened last night when something I, I really was, um, fighting against, I would say, and had been for a long time. And even as we worked together, um, in my relationship with my husband. And this kind of, I think we all experience it when we have a partner in our lives that that control or lack thereof control and and trying to really want someone to to do things the way you want them to do it. And what dawned on me last night was that it's Yes, of course, I want him to do everything the exact way I want him to do it. But that wasn't the part that was that was not the part that I was struggling with. It was that I was trying to control his reaction to my requests. And I hadn't realized that that I would get it he's allowed to react just like I'm allowed to react. And just like I allow our daughters to have their feelings and their reactions. And for some reason with him, I was not allowing that reaction moment. And I was taking it so personally and offensively when I would have likely responded exactly as he did. And it was such an amazing release when I noticed it. And it was the first time that I didn't engage in it. And I just yeah. enabled that kind of like breath and step away and like, that's okay. He can respond. You close the gap. He, he can respond that way. And it does not mean anything. It just means that in that moment, that's how he was feeling. And we move on. And it was so relaxing to realize that. I mean, it's going to be a work in progress, of course, because as everything is in life, but I think particularly in a really close partnership as marriage is, mm -hmm. 
but I wasn't giving them the same grace that I give my girls. And Mm -hmm. I realized how important it is for me to also give him that grace, if not more important, but I was like almost reserving him as my punching bag, um, which again, I thought about that exact thought in my head. And I was like, because I have a three and six-year-old and the teachers, uh, my six-year-old's kindergarten teacher last year said, oh, would always say to them, save your drama for your mama. And Mm. it was adorable and hysterical. (laughs) And my six-year-old then, when she would be upset at home, she would say, mom, I've just saved all my drama for my mama, just like my teacher said. And that's, that's where they're supposed to let it out. Like kids... Kids have these big emotions and these big feelings with the person they feel the most safe with. And I realized that's what I was doing to my husband as well. But I needed to let him have those same latitudes and have that same ability. So it was um, timely because we were going to be speaking today. Um, But also it was more, it's been a few months since we spoke really spoke and it was really wonderful to kind of still see the effects that when you really invest in yourself and a lot of times I truly believe that investing in yourself there are moments that it's really crucial to bring someone into the circle and invite them in that journey with you because they'll be able to help usher you through it whatever that moment may be even if it's just coffee with a friend someone else, a sounding board for you sometimes just to hear yourself speak is um, Mm -hmm. a great way to kind of get to the next next place. Um, And so on that kind of like community aspect, I know you all just did a huge expansion at Beyond. Like what what spurred that? Um, What what is the expansion really entailing? And um, also congrats. Um, Thank you, you guys have gotten tons of press around it, which is amazing. And I really hope that this kind of continues to pick up speed throughout the country and hopefully to Houston one day. Oh, yeah. You never know. First off, back to your story before. I think that's an important point because the reason I do the coaching experiences, usually in eight-week daily interactions, is because it is so much work up front, but it is forever work. There is no end point. And that's why on our last day, I said, this is your first day. And every day is your first day that you start again and again and again, because as you evolve, all of these principles and uh, strategies all become applicable in many different ways. So in those eight weeks, you get all the different types of principles and strategies to pull out from your toolkit anytime in your life. So I love that you're seeing it. I, I love hearing from clients when they call me two, I had someone call me two years later and say, this supported me more than anything else that ever possibly could have supported me during something that just occurred in my life. So I love hearing that. As it relates to the involvement of the business, we really followed what our members were doing behaviorally. Obviously, COVID changed a lot about the the work-life kind of mixture and also where people are working. So we definitely needed more space in many regards, but it just so happened that 
10,000 square feet was available behind on the same floor of our first floor that just required us to kind of knock down a wall and then reconstruct that 10,000 square foot space. So it was perfectly suited um, for it to kind of fit into the puzzle. And co-working became a really big need. And we were seeing members using all sorts of other spaces at in the club before we were able to open. And it became very apparent. Like we had a lively upfront that was more social and people were coming there for all sorts of things. They were coming out of a class, come about to go see their primary care provider, about to see their coach, signing up for the club, enjoying coffee with friends. Someone, uh, you know, explained it. It was like the busy lounge of a really nice hotel can probably hear my little guy, my husband's downstairs, <laughs> and where there's so many different things happening at once. So you have people doing all sorts of different things. And so that's what was happening. And so to have a more suitable professional workspace that was designated for that, that's why we took up most of uh, 90% of the 10,000 square feet to be co-working. So it's open space, um, communal tables for group team dynamic work. So people rent out those team rooms actually, and they'll have 15 of the team members who technically have been working from home who are all very isolated and no longer connected or in the same space. And they're coming together on a weekly or monthly basis. We have uh, state-of-the-art conference rooms fully appointed with Zoom and technology for a camera to follow you around the space to do any presentation work. And then we have private spaces to take a call or have a quick meeting with someone else. And you can also have the space for full seminars and work that we do on our corporate side. So we're having a lot of fun. Yeah, I love that. And as someone that works in co-working spaces from time to time, I love that you're merging kind of that space for co-working along with the wellness aspect and kind of removing that, if you will, commute time that none of us remember to put into our calendars when, yeah. <laughs> when we're going throughout our daily busy, busy lives. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. It's it's convenient, but it's also saving you a lot of time. But we like to say it's giving you back time. You're able to tap in and out of things that actually motivate you and things that you want to be doing in your life. And we make it possible. So it's convenient, but it's also with the best of the best that exist in each industry. Well, and it it helps make that opportunity of kind of taking those breaks throughout your workday to really uh, infuse creativity and productiveness back into your work. So if I'm able to just quickly pop over and take a yoga class or take, have a coaching session or meet with my doctor or get a massage, and then I can go back into work and I'm not, it's not, I, I've still earned, I still have time in my day to, to make yeah. those moments happen. And you touched on something really interesting, those thought leadership events or the ability to host thought leadership events. I noticed that Beyond has, has either started or just has picked up speed in some of those events that you may be hosting. What, like, are you guys continuing on a trend, on a path, not trend, but a path that you've always been on? Or is this something more as we've come out of uh, COVID that you guys are really lighting on fire to, to bring to mm -hmm. the space now that you have more available room? Really, it came down to space and having the ability to do it because what we were doing with members one-on-one, -on -one, we are fully able to do for teams, 
organizations and even have full-on strategies for different companies. So we do have, we also have corporate memberships that was a new kind of paradigm that we were able to offer in the last year. And then thought leadership really was born out of finally having space, not only physically, but also as a, a business team for us to be able to, we understand what we're doing now with the club. And now we can bring this sort of work to bigger groups and start tapping in that way. So we have a couple of companies now that we are running year-long workforce wellness leadership strategies for. So this is taking different teams. Um, One of them has three different umbrellas. And so what we're doing is trying to create a unified culture by also focusing on the microcultures and then how leaders are being groomed and supported and all of the things that have really become demands in the workforce by just changing of society, which I think is such a positive. And it's really starting to challenge a lot of people. And that's where we really shine in those sorts of ways. So that's really what we're doing. And then just if a company wants to have a more connected event, they can do a sound meditation followed by a nice dinner that is a pasta making class with dinner or sound meditation and an actual experience with our Eastern healer, or they want to have a women in the workforce leadership talk. We can pretty much do it all. So we just started tapping in in different ways to what we were already doing. That is amazing. And I love the the, the point that you put in there that you all as, as founders had the mental capacity and bandwidth to really... Yeah put your heart and soul into it. Cause that is an incredibly important part when, when building mm-hmm. something, especially something as influential and intentional as you all have with beyond. Um, I think yeah. that is really amazing. And I, I just like, I can't say enough times how many, how, how hopeful I am that this continues to spread throughout the country. Um, and we're definitely having those conversations because I, again, it's a hard undertaking. And I think that we all knew it was going to be very difficult, but what I think we all didn't fully appreciate was all of these different dynamics, they are all small businesses all operating in one. So you have cultures of a doctor's office, a studio team, a fitness team, an F&B front and front of house, back of house, advisory team, a naturopathy team, a um, spa, a med spa, all of those have their own dynamics. They all have their own types of leadership. They have kind of the norms of their respective industries. And to bring it into one was never done before. And I think when we started to see the struggles, that's where my strength really kicked in because I was able to see it and understand, okay, this is a huge hurdle for us to figure out and we're going to do it. Like to me, it excites me. And I was like, we're going to make this amazing and we're going to do it together. So I ended up uh, becoming, I ended up becoming HR, uh, head of people resources on top of everything just to like get this going because it was such a new paradigm that I think if we were to try to even recruit an HR company, they would be very yeah. confused. Like how, how do you talk to all of these different types of <laughs> industries and people that are used to the industry functioning in a certain manner? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So and it's been fun. Yeah. Now what is like 
what's something that's really exciting you in the wellness in the wellness space um, these mm. days as we're kind of looking forward either over the next year or next five years um, that you see emerging that maybe hasn't hit mainstream as much, but you see coming in, it, it's like super exciting since you're so well ingrained in the wellness space, uh, hol- yeah. holistically thinking. Yeah. I mean, it's funny to say, to answer it this way. I mean, one thing would definitely be concierge medical. I think it's an incredible asset to our business, but also to anybody who enrolls in something like this. Medical care, it's just difficult to have an experience where you feel supported and safe and that you have access to someone to ask some of the most intimate, deep questions of your life. And I don't take it for granted that I can text my doctor. She gets back to me with a thorough answer within an hour, not even, and to be able to walk over and see her and have that support. That's one thing. And concierge's medical is definitely something that's integrating itself more into mainstream. There's many different ways to do it that range from quite expensive to around where we are, which is relatively well-priced for what you receive. Otherwise, truthfully, it's, it's, what we're doing at Beyond is having all of this in one spot where you have a connected care team, whatever your care is. Um, I have some members who come in just to take classes three to four times a week because the instructors are so supportive and know who they are because it's a private community. And they're also talking to their chiropractor or they're also talking to their naturopathy and nutritionist about how do we care for this member in the best way that we can that's cohesive, that we're all saying the same thing and that we all agree on this from our different backgrounds. So I remember teaching people yoga and having my own opinions about, you know, I would tell your nutritionist about this and I would tell them about that. And they're like, oh, well, my nutritionist told me not to do this. And I'm like, well, (laughs) this is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now we took that out of there. So it's, it's complete 360 degree health in every single aspect. And not only for the individual, but for corporations and organizations, because it is about being a human centric focused culture, but also being able to focus on being profitable too. You can do both. And I think that people and companies sway either way, um, going all or nothing. And I really do believe that the two can coexist. And so I think that that's the trend or just something that I think people are thinking about more and starting to try on in many different ways. And I think that's very exciting because that's very impactful um, beyond just the doors of a company or beyond just an individual. Because when any one person is feeling better, all of those interactions matter. And so it starts with if you walk outside and you're kinder to someone walking by, that person might be having a very, very difficult day. And that smile that you just gave them, this is not exaggerating, but it could save their life. And you never know. I've had experiences like this. And so I've, I think that that's been very impactful to know that. There was one where in high school, I'll tell the story really quick. There was, this, there was a boy who was disabled and he was in a, um, a wheelchair and 
he was so sweet, but I just loved talking to him and we spent time and I would hang out with him on the park and we would talk like just normal kids. And then when three years, three or four years later, his caretaker wrote a book about his experience with him. And in the book was a chapter about the impact that I had on his mental health. And I would have never known that. And so they sent me the book and I was like, I didn't know he was struggling with all of the things besides being disabled that were written about in the book. And it was that kindness and seeing past anything that mattered the most. And so I see, I remember that story all the time. I think about impact always about any sort of energetic exchange or human exchange. I see all of it being very valuable. So when you walk into the club and you feel the way you do that you articulated, that's part of it. We wanted this to be that place um, that you can go to every single day and not just have to go on a retreat for three weeks and then come back and get hit with reality again. We want to equip you to handle better anything that comes your way in a very supportive environment. And that's, that's why we're here. I mean, that all, all of that was incredible. And uh, honestly, I 100% agree with you that those small, a smile, a wave, something can make such a huge difference in, in someone's life. And yeah. I just last week was talking about kind of lower moments in my life and when I was searching for community and ways that I went about it. And some of the times it was just as simple as sending a text to someone and it what I referenced is it they likely were feeling similar to me. And, and they were the just waiting yeah. for someone to text them because yeah. they were in that same spot and they didn't have the ability to take that tiny step forward to reach out. And what I had suggested was you don't have to reach out and say, I'm struggling if you're not comfortable with saying that. You can just right. reach out and say, have you seen this show? Or, you know, I yes. thought you would find this interesting. And that small act really engages that sense of community and feeling like you're not alone. And I think that, that is so true. That Beyond is really building something special to to help facilitate those opportunities of the smile, the wave, and eventually potentially partnerships um, of the businesses that everybody is growing and cultivating themselves these days. And I, I love also the holistic aspect um, because we do get such differing information in this day and age. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to synthesize what is and isn't right for us because they may be both factual depending on where you stand in things, but it's what works best for, for me as a human and um, how it's going to be best elevating my life and my holistic well-being so that I can go out into the world and, and provide that smile to someone else. I know my young, or my youngest, my, my six-year-old, gosh, she feels like the youngest sometimes, but my <laughs> six-year-old really uh, like insists upon saying hello to everyone. If we're at a drive-through somewhere, a Starbucks, she's been this way since she could talk and she was an early speaker and she will be at like the airport security and she'll compliment the person on something like something she thinks is cool, their hair, their earrings, their shirt, like whatever it is. She just loves that. And the surprise and delight that comes from whoever she's speaking to, because she's a six-year-old, she's genuine at heart. They say the best and the worst of things to people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, they're so honest. And and it's so wonderful to kind of be, hear you and see you build this kind of mission um, that I also am on of this journey of creating a healthier future for not only the individual, but in turn, the bringing and elevating the world along with us to this um, more connected place. Um, and I, I agree that the workplace is really becoming somewhere that especially Gen Z, is demanding that leadership take the steps that you kind of laid out and demanding yeah. that the workplace is, is looked at from a, a holistic perspective and that there's somewhere that corporations can go to to kind of receive that guidance, I think is amazing that 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 you offer that from that level as well. Yeah, because it's a it's a full it's a full strategy that is not just a talk, right? Like talks are great, but it's similar to my coaching program one on one, which is it's hands on, it's ongoing, um, it's very layered. So yes, the world. I love that Gen Z is being those kind of disruptors, and they're speaking loudly, and they're going to change the course of what all of us, how we approach organizational health, um, cultures and teams and what workplaces look like now. So with, you know, the very hard time that COVID was, we have a very new opportunity to change pretty much everything and how we thought about everything. But as you know, change is very difficult. Change is very scary. So now there's a lot of work to do to coach people to be excited about that potential. Well, Mara, I think that is an amazing point for us to end on. I, I, yeah. It's so inspirational. And I just am so thankful for you taking the time to come and speak with us today. And we will make sure to um, add all of the ways people can reach out to you to learn about coaching, reach out to uh, learn more about Beyond. If you're in the Chicagoland yeah. area, definitely check it out. Or if you're just visiting Chicago, take a peek at it. And yeah, I just want to thank you so much today. And thank you. Yes. And this was so much fun. Thanks. And I just want to tell all of my listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and you keep trailblazing those dreams. They're big, they're challenging, but there's so much exciting opportunities laid ahead of you. If you really take that moment to take that leap of faith, dive in and go for it. So until next time, keep on trailblazing. I'm sending you a virtual hug because you've just reached the end of another incredible episode of Cultivating Wellness Media. Time sure flies when you're diving into inspiring content, doesn't it? If you're hungry for more or eager to share your own wellness journey, I invite you to reach out to me on Instagram. Don't forget to visit the show notes for all the necessary contact details. Keep cultivating your well-being and spreading that positive energy until we meet again. Thank you for joining me on this trailblazing adventure.